Niggas out, bake in the scraper, spin it out. Got clout, something like a boss dude, looking like Cool Mo D, cousin Akun. Dark dirty, gold on tweet mo, off to the tree man house, gotta reload. My rallies really can't trust us. Big ass sunglasses, gotta busters. Looking like a bug, this line mug. Looking like I'm from the crest, fresh, no mildew. Tone loke with a suction pipe on the back, cross both with it. My white tee only wear one time. Northern Cali, fall with the sunshine. Yeah, me, some call the yacht, I mean. Dumb hype, jumping on the Welcome to Podchats. Jutero, we got Anthony Postiglione, and finally, finally, talking about being a guest for so long, <laughs> finally on the Podchats is Brendan Kites. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Brendan? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. You've, you've always been welcome, and... We we still do talk about someday setting up the roast of Brendan Kites. I don't know if you've heard about this, Brendan. You said you haven't caught up oh. in the past couple of episodes. Yeah, I haven't, so I'm unaware of this. You're unaware <laughs> of the roast of Brendan Kites. Just just know that this is something that's being planned over the past couple of episodes. Was that what we were talking about with uh, Kevin on our one episode? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin's the, the first person to uh, introduce the idea. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, should be pretty good. But, anyways, how, how have you been, Brendan? Well, you know, I've been doing well. Just uh, had a nice little time the other night. Yeah? Yeah, we uh, went to a local local family-run place. The uh, Buzettas own it. And I worked there as a dishwasher. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Didn't really, didn't really need to put that on the resume because they... Paid me under the table, so <laughs> of course, nice. leave it to the Italians to pay under the table. Yeah, <laughs> got cash at the end of everything. Yeah, and a meal to go with it, so that was that was a nice job. Nice. But, uh, yeah, nice. and I also got got back from Italy this week. So yeah, was, definitely, and we were yeah. uh, we definitely uh, wanted to talk about that because you just getting back from Italy, uh, and me and Anthony, of course, went. Our sophomore year of high school to Italy, and it was way back in the day. One of the best vacations I've ever had. Was yeah, Italy. hands down. Where uh, mm-hmm. where all did you go, Brendan? We went to. Uh, I was there for two weeks, and we went to Sorrento, mm-hmm. which is along the coast, and then from there we went to Florence for a day and a half ish, and then Venice for two days, which was beautiful. Oh, yeah, Venice is awesome. And then we stayed in Poggibonsi, which is part of Tuscany. But my dad liked to call it Pajabonsky for <laughs> for whatever reason. It baffled me. But, uh, so it was a lot of traveling, but it was, it was a it was a really good time. What was your favorite uh, thing in Italy? Um, you know, I have to say, I like the the views on the coast were, the, were really cool. But we also like we had mozzarella from this factory, and it was it was like three hours old. Wow. We had, yeah, the driver was like, you guys like cheese or mozzarella? Like, yeah. And he pulls over at his family-run mozzarella factory <laughs> and brings nice. out The driver's brings out mozzarella. product. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I would have to say... I was going to say, uh, Anthony, what's your favorite part? Yeah. It was tough because, I mean, we had such a, a whirlwind experience when we went. Like, yeah. um, to say I don't the know. least. I don't know if you know where all these places are, Brennan, but we went to we went to Florence like you did. We went to Venice. We went to Rome. We went mm. to Assisi. We went to um, this island called Capri, if you know what oh, that is. Yeah, yeah, we went there too. I forgot to mention that. And I, th- I think um, view-wise, my favorites, it was probably a tie between um, Capri because it had those you know spectacular cliffs in that ocean and yeah. I think Assisi was particularly beautiful because it was just, you know, that classic, like, rust, rustic Italian rustic village. Rustic European where it was just village, like... yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, they were, and they were getting ready for the, uh, when we went to Assisi, we were supposed to stay there two days, but we were unfortunately only just able to stay one because the very next day, the Pope was coming in town. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah. And it was a it was a special treat because when we we were touring a CC and so it was kind of cloudy and so we saw all these like cool stone you know churches and buildings and it overlooked this awesome valley and so it was just like very picturesque. Oh yeah. And so we were walking around and uh, next thing we know we happen upon this. Uh, it was kind of like a I don't know how to describe. It, it was like this open plaza kind of. Oh, and wow. yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, we uh, our tour guide. There were we heard some singing, and our tour guide told us that that was the Pope's choir practicing for oh, wow. for the service the next day. So not only were we in this like beautiful part of Italy, looking at you know and all these scenic sights, but we were also while we were looking at these awesome views and everything, we were treated to this like really, really, really good. Um, you know, like choir singing from these people. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. For for my uh, liking for Italy, everybody asked me like, "Oh, what was your favorite place?" I'd have to agree with you on half of that. Where I'd say for like, if you if you're thinking like vacation, relaxing, you know, just like you know, drink, you know, go to restaurants, just relax. Capri is hands down like the best, like all most awesome, you know, part of Italy. Now, mm-hmm. for a historical standpoint. I was blown away by Pompeii. Mm, yeah, Pompeii was awesome. Pompeii was unbelievable. Like it, it's it was like I didn't really like Rome as much because it, and I was expecting to because uh, they have the, the Colosseum and you know everything and to see the Colosseum it was it was a little uh, underwhelming just because it's like you're in the Colosseum but then again right outside is like streets and you know stoplights and you yeah know, all this other I heard that. crap. But uh, for for uh, God, what was I going to say? But Pompeii, there, it was like literally everything around you was untouched. Everything mm-hmm. was uh, you know preserved, and it was really incredible because it was like it's like seeing history on a large, like the biggest scale possible. It's like a, it's like a museum, except it's an it's an entire city that's a museum. Yeah, you know we we had a we had a chance to go there, but. Uh... The driver, uh, like tour guide guy, said we were better off uh, going um, along the coast and like playing out a day better because he thought, like, you know, it's cool all the history of it, but he's he felt that we uh, were better off not going. So I have to make it back. No, yeah, I have to make if, it if back. If anybody's ever in Italy, go to Pompeii. Like, and even if you're yeah. not into history, go to Pompeii because in and take a tour too. Because there's like certain things about Pompeii, like they literally show you like a modern day like McDonald's, you know, like a modern day fast food restaurant, you know, or like not modern day, but back then, like it was a modern day uh, fast food restaurant. And one of my favorites that many people uh, also have mentioned as their favorites was seeing the whorehouse in Pompeii. Where there's still paintings that show you like, look, right here, this is what you're getting. Oh my god. And yeah, like, it was basically it was basically like a menu at this whorehouse. It was like all these different positions or like things you And the get. beds were just concrete. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. I, I bet you guys were eating that up, huh? It was it was interesting to it say was. the least. Um I de- Pompeii was awesome. But um, I feel like you have to really want to go there in order to enjoy Pompeii because it's pretty far away from. Yeah, it is. It, it is out of your way. Things. It is yeah. out of your way. But it's cool. That's what I thought was. It was, it was interesting. My other like driving or by train, you can pretty much get anywhere in a really reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Like you don't you know, really comprehend the size of it as compared to the U.S. Until you're there and you're like, holy shit, I can get to, you know, Sorrento in two hours or I can, you know. I I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine coming to, from a different country and wanting to, like, see all of the U.S. in one trip. Like, that's just impossible. The U.S. is so, that, like, like, New York and Los Angeles are the biggest cities in the United States and they're, like, completely opposite, you know, (laughs) parts of the country. Speaking of of that, we, uh, we went to, like, a Lemon Grove, which is, um like, popular in uh, Sorrento. Mm-hmm. And this lady, her family owns it. And she, like, they gave us wine that they made and bruschetta and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. we're sitting there, and she's like, yeah, my, my son wants to go to the United States. He's been, he 
he's been studying uh, up on Route 66. <laughs> and we just, <laughs> I just started 66. Yeah, yeah. So my dad is going to send her this book about Route 66. I don't, think, like... I don't think I've ever taken any historical, like, landmark that passes through my hometown, like, just so much for granted. Like, I could, like, yeah. Route 66, I'm like, eh. It's 366. Like, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever, and he, like, just wants to drive on it when they get, when whenever they come here. Is he just a fan of the song? Well, like, I guess, I guess he had heard a, the, the really old song, mm-hmm. original song, I don't know. But somehow, he became obsessed with Route 66. I guess, so. I guess he's never, I guess he's never gotten any kicks before. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get your opinion on this, Kainz. Um This might be like a overall European thing in general, but one thing I noticed when we were in Italy, especially because we were on a uh, tour bus, a good a good part of our trip, was that Italian drivers are just fucking crazy. Oh, dude, they're nuts. From yeah, yeah I go that's to just Capri. Italy, dude. That's I think that's just Italy, man. They're just nuts. Cap- Capri was the scariest driving of my life, and like we weren't driving, obviously, but every turn. You know, like you got these big old buses, and you think you're gonna get clipped or hit or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the scariest damn thing. Yeah, we, we would be yeah, go ahead. We would be driving this big ass like tour bus, and we would see these like little mopeds or these other little cars come like maybe within like two or three inches of this bus and just cruise along like passing. It would, we would have we would be slowed down in kind of traffic, and we would have a moped split in between us and like oh, other yeah. cars. There would be like two inches on either side, and they would just be oh, flying in between that gap. Yeah, I I, I can't believe it. Like we originally came in a restaurant, we're like, oh yeah, these people are crazy. And then we went to Capri, and it was like a whole new level of just nut people, nutty drivers, like uh, crazy. You know, my my favorite part about Italy was the the making of maybe the like the greatest nickname of all time. <laughs> and to think, like, to think of how long we stuck with the nickname. Of this certain person after we the trip, this, we brought this nickname back to Chaminade and spread it around. And spread Chaminade. it through the entire school. <laughs> I, I, not people, not many people know it started in Italy, but in kinds, I don't know if you know what who we're talking about. Do you? I, I, no, I don't know yet. I'm sure I could figure. Me and Just Alex, me and Alex Millman created the nickname Skeet Pete. Oh. Wow. In Italy. Really? That's right in Italy? How many times do you think we, we called Peter Harlan Skeet Pete in one after week? After the creation of Skeet Pete, I don't think we ever referred to him by his real name. It literally <laughs> did not stop. Like, wow. all of us, all the time, just we're, we, we just could not stop calling him Skeet Pete. Me and Anthony uh, started taking pictures of Skeet Pete just, like, randomly. And yeah. he would get very angry because he's so skeet. <laughs> so just to just to fill in everyone who's listening, the origins of Skeet Pete nickname was we were uh, it was probably the first or second night we were in Italy. We were sitting in this restaurant and uh, eating pizza, and they had like big carafes of water everywhere. And uh, Drew is kind of anal about some things, and so his napkin got a little wet. And so he asked he asked our one friend Peter Harlan if he could pass him a napkin because his napkin got wet. And so Pete decided to take the nice, clean, like fresh there was, there, was, nap- there, there was one napkin on the table that was clean, and it was just sitting there like extra. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll use it. So he takes this napkin, and he goes and he dunks it in a carafe of water and then throws it at Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and like this was after he'd done like some small because he's always he'd always do like small skeet things would be like all right but then that that just put the icing on like the skeet cake oh man so that, that really that really does exemplify the the nickname i guess huh? this is the origins of skeet uh, i don't know if it exemplifies it because we did take it back and everybody called him that <laughs> like underclassmen called him skeet pete it's pretty it's pretty awesome I mean, I know, I know, I use that nickname plenty, plenty of times. Oh yeah, and now you know the origins of it. Now you know the origins of the Pete that is Skeet. Have you ever? Uh, have you seen any good movies lately, Drew? 
You know what movie I just watched uh, a couple of days ago? I watched two movies a couple of days ago. Uh, kind of watched them because they've been sitting in my Netflix queue for a long time, and I was like, you know what? Just get them out of the way. I'll watch them. I watched Easy A. That was the first one, I thought. And I, and I did like Stanley Tucci's character. The parents were... Uh, were good characters, but overall, I thought the movie was, you know, decent, you know, nothing special, but as for, like, a teen comedy, it, it's definitely up there for better teen comedies, you know? It's, oh, yeah, it's definitely, not, for sure. It's not like a stupid fucking American Pie, you know, like, you know, American Pie, blah, 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 you know, Beta House. That, like, beta, it's not beta like, House. Yeah, dude, like... Those kind of movies. So it's decent. And then the other one I just watched recently is The Other Guys, which I had never seen. What's uh, what's that one about again? It sounds from The Other Guys is Mark Wahlberg yeah. and uh, and Will Ferrell play detectives in like the New York in the in New York oh. City. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah. like the other guys. Like Samuel Jackson and The Rock play these like two like amazing, you know, detectives that always, you know, that cause havoc but get the job done. You know, and Will Ferrell, like, and Mark Wahlberg, they, they play together nicely, and Mark Wahlberg, I don't know. I love Mark Wahlberg, but then again, he's, like, hit or miss in all of his movies. Like, he's either, he either kills it in a movie, or he just misses terribly. And Such is that happening. Except that, yeah, and, oh, well, yeah. And, like, this movie, like, he wasn't that, I didn't think he was that great. Like, it's just the writing. The writing is what determines if Mark Wahlberg is going to be good or not. And uh, the writing was all right. It was just, you know, it's Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. That's the other thing. It's like, it's just, you know, Will Ferrell, you know, I'm not saying he's bad or anything. I mean, he deserves all the credit in the world, but he plays the same character in almost all of his movies. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, so, hey, to, like, it, it's great, you know, for a while, and there are some funny moments, but overall, like, it's just another Will Ferrell, you know, it's just another character. It's not as good as Step Brothers by far. It's not as, and that was you know one of the newer ones. It's it's like it's on the same level as like Semi Pro. I don't even know. I like Semi Pro more even. And Semi Pro wasn't like that great. I don't know because there are some funny moments in Semi Pro. Have you guys seen Semi Pro? Uh, I have, yes. I don't think I've ever seen Semi Pro. It's been a while though. You should watch it. There, there's definitely some funny moments. But movie news that I wanted to bring up that I didn't, I, I, it wasn't announced any time recently, but, I mean, I guess it's, uh, I was doing some research, and I guess it's definitely happening, is the Arrested Development movie. Really? Where did you, uh, where did you hear this I just, I, I just started looking it up because I was wondering what Michael Sarah, what movie he was doing next. I'm like, I haven't heard from him. And then he had like nothing and except for the Arrested Development movie, which is, it just says like announced or whatever. And like, all right, well that's always been announced. And then I started looking up the other actors and like all the other actors pretty much don't have anything lined up except that movie. And I think that's what the big problem was, was they had to get all the actors on the same schedule but that's hard because, you know, they're popular stars like Will Arnett and Jason Bateman, you know, and, and Michael Sarah obviously. And so it, it's hard to get all those those uh, stars together to shoot the movie. But uh, I hear that they're definitely uh, doing it. Uh, I think it was Jeffrey Tambor said that they were definitely doing it. Well, I'm pretty excited that that's the case because I love senior. the uh, Arrested Development TV show. Yeah. And uh, I, I love not only the I mean I, I it's one of, it's probably my favorite television show of all time. But one of my other things I love to play in is the Arrested Development drinking game, much like the Legends of the Hidden Temple mm. drinking game. I can't say that I know the Legends of the Arrested Development drinking game. It's uh, they're small things either. like every time they say the word family, which is a lot. Uh, anytime the Final Countdown plays, anytime Joe does a magic trick, anytime Joe rides his. Uh, Segway. Anytime, uh, anytime. There's there's so many. It's it's hard to explain, uh, or not hard to explain. Just hard to remember them all. Anytime they say Bob Bob Blah. Bob Blah Blah. Yeah, Bob Bob Blah. Bob Bob Blah Law Office. Uh, and uh, that that's like one of the smaller ones. Anytime Lucille says "zip me up." Anytime Buster says "I'm a monster." Anytime Buster says, hey, brother. <laughs> anytime David Cross gets uh, misinterprets something, which is pretty much anytime his character speaks. David Cross. David Cross is pretty hilarious in that uh, TV show. Yeah, his his character 
was is unbelievable. One. Hmm? Sure. Yep. I know you're a fan of uh, Always Sunny. Yep. Have you seen that that uh, Charlie Day is going to be in that horrible bosses movie? Yeah, I know. He was also in. Uh... What was that movie? Fuck. He was in a movie with Jason Sudeikis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that's it's like no, 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 a, no, a different movie with Jason Sudeikis. Oh yeah, oh, he was in the movie oh. with Justin Long, and where Justin Long and like Drew Barrymore have that like uh, thing or fling or something. Uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. One movie that uh, I saw again recently, it was on TV the other day, which is a classic movie in my opinion, is Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private mm. Ryan, yeah, but that's. What a, I don't know. It's, it's an amazing movie. It's definitely the cool. best, It's like the best. 50, it's the best first fifteen minutes of like any movie. It's a very. It's a. It's a. It's a pretty classic war film. I feel like. Yeah. I, feel, I think. It, I, I get the feeling that it really captures. I mean, you know, there's you have your like your Black Hawk Downs and there's tons of war movies, but I feel that. Um, I feel that Saving Private Ryan really does a good job of capturing all of the emotions in war. I mean, you have your, like, you know, really hardcore, gung-ho war guy, and then you have your young rookie who is incredibly scared of everything, you know, scared of shooting guns. I mean, you can just... The the acting and just, like, yeah, everything but, in that film, it, it does a good job, I think, of capturing the range of emotions you would encounter in, uh, in war. To, like, to put it on the other side, though, are you... Is it, when you say like, are, uh, he's, it's got the characters like the the certified war veteran and the rookie. It, is it? Are you thinking, wow, that's a really good portrayal of war, or wow, it's a really good portrayal of other war movies? Um, I would say that it's probably a pretty accurate portrayal of war because I mean, you know, it's not so much as a like a gimmicky kind of oh that guy's obviously the young rookie who's never yeah, really yeah, been in action yeah. because i mean honestly in world war ii there were tons of tons of young people who've never yeah. experienced anything like war <laughs> getting thrown into war especially in like d-day yeah. and all those to sorts think, of things yeah uh to think of to like back then yeah what they were experiencing when they first got thrown in to, compared to dead today when we have like movies and video games i mean it's obviously nothing like it but at America's least we get Army. at least we get some grasp of like what it's like you know they got yeah. they, they literally got thrown in they literally got put in the boats and and that's why i said it's one of my first favorite 15 minutes is the d-day scene in the very beginning of the movie is when they get put in the boats and they're literally sitting there waiting to get on this beach and they have no idea what's about to hit them you know they have no that's idea crazy. they know they know that they're there they know that they're they they basically just you know they tell them hey the germans are there and you're gonna have to get up the beach and hope you don't die <laughs> And good luck. Yeah, and good luck. Here is some ammo, and you're probably going to run out of this. So you'll have to pick it up off your dead your dead partners. <laughs> yeah. That's the sad part, but I think that they accounted for, you know, casualties to the fact that we're, they could only have, you know, buy so much ammo or and munitions that you're almost counting on somebody to die because <laughs> you're going to need their ammo. Uh, uh, yeah. Bad. That was an interesting day in history. No, it really oh, yeah, was. for sure. It really so, was. Wasn't that recently? Wasn't that anniversary a couple days ago? Um, You might be right, actually. Um, I'm not sure the exact the, date, but... I'm going to say the 6th, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe before that. I think you're right, though, that it's been somewhere around, you know, this time. Mm. But, th- uh, to kind of, I don't know, not really change the subject, I guess it's still sticking on the same subject... One of the it's one of the things I think that with uh, you know obviously technology and, and f- war fighting is is it, there's no more uh, there's no more battles obviously like a D Day or like a Gettysburg you know there, it, it's just mm-hmm. with the advanced technology and warfare like it, it literally doesn't allow that to ever happen again you know it's well, that that uh, that trench that trench warfare. That like your that was like so common back then is totally gone. It's all urban fighting, and it's and it's all technology. Yeah. Like yeah, it is, like, and it's it drone. seems like it's never. Yeah, it seems like it's never. All right, our you know our hundreds and thousands of men are getting ready to go against. It always seems like all right, our our battalion of like twenty, 
is going yeah. in, and we're just and yeah, it's going in towns, it's going in villages, and uh, you know, it, it's more like finding insurgents and so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not like the the like back when it was like the Germans versus say like along the French border, anything like that. Those long ass line like trench lines, it's, and there's no need for that anymore because it's all about. Who can outwit each other and who has the best technology? Yeah. Yeah. No. It. It. So it is. It is interesting. But it, then again, it's like how you wouldn't think with with the Middle East being so far behind in technology that I mean, obviously they don't really hold much to us, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think it would be much of a fight. Because we are so much more advanced than they are. I, I, at yeah. least I think. I could be wrong. You know, Maybe they do, but I don't know. Yeah, but you can make the same argument like in the American Revolution where the British outgunned us, outmanned us, but we still won because we, used advantage, we took advantage of the land that we knew so well and we used you know, more guerrilla warfare tactics. Mm, I guess that yeah. is true. I guess it is a different strategy, you know. It all comes down to strategy, I think. It's like, yeah. it's like Vietnam. Like the Viet Cong and the Great yeah, Warfare Vietnam, and all that. We got our asses beat. I wrote a paper on that for Mr. K. Remember Mr. K? Yeah, of oh, course. What a classic. Guy. What a classic. Guy love, guy love sitting on that couch during class. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love the couch. You, know you guys what? ever sit on the couch? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah all the time. The, the very first time I was in that classroom was not Mr. Kelly's class, although I did have him junior year, but it was, was it freshman year Latin? Yeah, Dunnington's class. I sat on the couch for a while. It was me pretty and, awesome. Me, and then me and Tony Gaia sat in the back table of that, in the corner, you know, right by the couch. We sat mm. at that table, and most of the time we just, like, would try to repeat lines from Flight of the Concords, like the stand-up special before the show was on back in the day. You know who else that reminds me of is Mrs. Hill. Oh, yeah. We've actually we, talked about... Did we talk about her? Mrs. Hill? I'm not sure. We might have. Oh, man. We, I think me, you, and Nick might have. Or maybe it wasn't during a podcast. But yeah, Mrs. Hill. Oh, wow. Mrs. Hill, what if you're listening fun. somewhere, what's going on? What's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. We're doing you, well. What's, uh, yeah, I hope everything's going well for you. I hope uh, you need anything. Just, just email me something, you know. <laughs> But uh, anyways, guys, I think this is a good good point to take a little little break. But uh, you know, we'll be back with uh, some more pod chats very soon. See ya. Uh-huh. I keep it player, why some tooth to play it safe? Boy, check the resume, it's risky business in the AA. And I've been witness to this history ever since the 10th grade. We went from rock and brace to the 10th phase. I twist my A head to the side just for style. Or throw on the Gucci bucket with the fly, super fly. Wow, the Southern private on it, shut it down. It ain't so country, though, nigga, this ain't no coma pile. I'm Sergeant Slaughter, I keep my shit cooked to alter and order to satisfy my people in Georgia and cross the water. And across the border, the essays are getting smarter. They got flour for tortillas and lettuce for enchiladas. If you follow, Wink, wink, no doubt we don't speak in a blink Them folks can have you sleeping in the clink I'm shitting on niggas, ain't peeing on the seat It's that nigga to be B-O-I-O-U-T Now party people in the club, it's time to cut a rug And throw the juice up in the sky just for the shutter buzz I'm double fisted and you empty, you can grab a club Boy, stop, I'm just playing, let me dab you up After 12 club like a high B A beehive cause not everybody wasn't around me Could it be the way that the verses sounding Came up on the ghetto boys and the underground king Toys I had a wrong calling pretty brown thing Pink looked like Rubia when the sun was shining Known to keep a bad bitch, no niggas beside me And that's bigger on the trigger case niggas is clowning Alright, we're back with uh, part two Pachets with Trutero, Anthony Pussigoni And first time guest, Brendan Kanks Yes, sir. Skip part one, definitely, definitely. Okay, so uh, I know you guys. All right, whoa! What is? <laughs> what is the noise? Is that me? Yeah. Kinds of yeah. shifting around over there. Yeah, kind Sorry. of jostling. 
Right, yeah, so I got a crazy mic going here. I don't know what the problem is. That's okay. All right, so I know both of you guys uh, work out work out on a fairly regular basis for, basis for the most part. And uh, so I want to bring this up. Today, I was running on the treadmill, and uh, this guy gets up and starts running on the treadmill next to me, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So he finishes his running, and he goes over, and you know how uh, some gyms have those walls of mirrors? Most gyms, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like by the, by the dumbbells and stuff? Yes, most gyms. Yeah. So he went over. He went over there, and he. Uh, I thought he was just gonna like start lifting weights or something, but uh, he started shadow boxing. Yeah. In 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 the mirror. Yeah, like yeah, like with the mirror. He was just like he was just he was okay. It wasn't really even shadow boxing. He was just like throwing punches and stuff while looking at himself in the mirror. Hmm. That's, uh... it, it threw off my uh, it threw off my my workout game. I was like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah, that would, that would <laughs> totally definitely threw off my confuse my me if I was running and, and saw it. Have you guys ever seen anything like that? I have not. I mean, um... I, I mean, I've seen like shadow boxing, like while running, but never. I mean, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I I see some weird shit at the gym, like some yeah. weird shit, but I've never seen that. Uh... One one lady and I do just like you. I got way thrown off my my workout game. Like I was like working out. I was like in the zone or whatever. And then this lady, I was listening to my music, but this lady was just singing out loud like she was the only one in the fucking room. It was like this, you know, like kind of not like just like you know, bigger black woman, and she was just singing her like whatever she was listening to. Like I don't know, like married. Like Mary J. Blige, I, I, whatever I, I don't know. And she was like dancing, and she was doing she was doing shake weight exercises, like like like, like she did, like had like five pound dumbbells, and she was just doing like shake weight exercises. So just imagine like the you know the ridiculousness of the shake weight exercises that you see. Just all arms. For some reason, this lady didn't want to work out anything else but just like shoulders. Oh, Lord. Uh, it was so it was interesting, and it definitely threw me off. Definitely, I, 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 I was like, dude, I can't, I, I can't lift to this like right next to me. You definitely encounter some interesting people in the gym, especially if you go. I don't know how, what uh, where you work out in Arizona, Drew, but if you go to like a I gold gym, yeah, if you go to like a public gym, you definitely yeah. see some uh, some interesting characters. That's yeah, for I mean, sure. you got your guys that are like trying to look like you know, fucking. Olympic lifter, just like the, the, you got your guys that are like just obviously taking steroids, or at one point did. And I don't know, you got that's, your bros. Like, I mean, that's the bros are all ASU's gym, but at LA Fitness, you still have a fair amount of bros, just not as much. There's there's not the, as many, uh, not as many nip tanks, but there are definitely nip tanks in LA Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I like how nip tanks is your measurement of how like bro yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Bros tend to wear nip tanks, and I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about nip tanks. Maybe not. Nip tanks are what in Arizona. It's very warm in Arizona, so I, I, I'll give them some credit. Some. But they wear them all the time. And nip tanks are when you take a shirt and you cut it like very... You just cut the sleeves off, but you cut the sleeve all the way down to like the bottom of your shirt so it just shows off like your midriff. And it, it, it we call I call we call them nip tanks because it makes the sleeve like cut off like half your nipple, so their nipples are just constantly showing because they wear the nip tanks. And are these that, the, it's, a, it's a good measurement of bros. Are these the same kids that you called the key swingers? Oh yes, well? yes, key swingers. You know, I mean, some mo- most key swingers wear nip tanks, <laughs> and it's not like it's just summer. You will, see, ki- you will see nip tanks year-round at Arizona State. Wow. Is it kind of like uh, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares? Is it kind of that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, but sometimes, I mean, you get some nip tanks, people that don't have lanyards. <laughs> you, get some, you get some non-key swinging nip non- tankers? I mean, yeah, they're just bros then, I guess. I don't know. They're, they're, they're still key swingers, they just haven't found out yet. <laughs> I'd say the, the Gold's Gym on the Chuck, Drew. 
Yeah. That, that, that gives you quite the quite the variety of Yeah, you get, your, you get your a couple of bros, you get your, you know, normal people, but that's kind of the LA Fitness here. You get everything. You don't get Randy Orton's, but uh, at LA yeah. Fitness, <laughs> yeah. which you do at Gold's Gym. If, you guys, <laughs> if, if anybody wants to stalk the WWE wrestler Randy Orton, he works out at Gold's Gym in St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah, he actually, my parents actually uh, worked out with him the other day. At Gold's Gym in um, Chuck? No, no, no. At this place called uh, Sports Enhancement Group. It's like it's out in the valley. Yeah, it's close to the Chuck. Yeah, and they said they saw him there, like and like a that, bunch of uh, Rams players and stuff. It's pretty cool. I, I've that man. If in re- seeing him in real life as opposed to on TV, the one thing that I will say is he is much, much, much more tan in real life. He's almost black. Yeah, it is. Really? Really? Yeah, the really? wrestler. The wrestlers mm-hmm. like to get super fucking tan. <laughs> but uh, he he is jacked. I, I'll give him that. Who knows? I guess it's just an appearance thing. Yeah, working out at the gym. One, one thing I wanted to uh, discuss with you about Drew. I kind of I talked to you about this a little bit before last time we recorded the cast with Nick. But now since it's uh, since you've definitely seen it and since most of our Viewers have seen it if they've followed the show. What do you make of the halfway season finale of South Park? It's uh, interesting. I definitely, I definitely think that uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting because they they have six more episodes to finish the season. Isn't it, I think I, I thought it was seven. Seven more episodes, whatever. Seven more episodes yeah. to finish the season. And what I'm hoping and what I think is going to happen, I'm not hoping, but then again, like, if it, if it happens, I'm, I'll be kind of happy, almost, is that this is going to be the final season. Because before the season, they announced, oh yeah, this is the year of the fan, you know, blah, 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 whatever, stupid marketing, advertising. But with that, with that episode, the way it ended, uh, I, I, I just, I, I think it, it kind of makes it seem like this is going to be the last season and not 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 a bad thing. I hope they end it on less less pop culture and more about the town and the characters because I've always liked those episodes mm-hmm. more than the ones like I mean yeah the you know the whole episodes where they make fun of Kanye and the whole episodes where they, you know they they make fun of the pop culture is great. But I've always enjoyed you know the the early episodes where the town and even the late episodes when they really involved the town is pretty funny. I think that the most telling moment of the whole this could possibly be the end of South Park thing was uh, kind of, Brenda, I don't know if you uh, follow South Park at all, but mm, yeah. for, for those of you that do there was like uh, part of the episode there was an argument between uh, Sharon and Randy yeah. Marsh Yeah, this is what people are talking about Yeah, and they pretty much the they pretty much flat out said they were they were pretty much calling out, you know, they were talking about all the criticism that South Park gets, like, oh, it's the same, you know, same story, same episode every week, but things just keep getting more ridiculous. And no matter what happens in the episode, the next week, everything is just reset back to normal. And, you know, they brought this up in the fight with Sharon and Randy, and they said, and one of them mentioned, oh, it's like, oh, that's because I'm getting bored. And so I thought, oh, maybe this is... Uh, yeah. Matt and Trey's way of telling us that they're getting tired of doing South Park, you know, and that they want to move on to, like, their more, I don't know if I want to say serious, like, career things. You know, like, they have the, uh, they have the whole Broadway, they have the The Book of of Mormon Mormon, Which just won Best Musical at the Tonys. Mm Mm-hmm. And so maybe it was, you know, it was a hint from them that they wanted their career to go more in that direction than the South Park direction, but... I, I just feel like South Park, it's just, I feel like it's been around forever. <laughs> well, it's on its yeah. uh, 15th season, I think. So, like, really, for us, it has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, it's it's no Simpsons. How long has The Simpsons been around? Oh, Simpsons no. has been around yeah. for over 20 seasons. That's pretty, that's pretty intense, that The Simpsons yeah. are still going. And, I mean... Honestly, I think that if they really wanted to, I think Trey and Matt could um, keep making South Park because they do such a good job at making um, 
culturally relevant jokes and just like making their episodes really up to date with everything that's going on in the world. I think if they really wanted to, they could keep going on as long as they wanted with this show. But, I mean, it's starting to seem, especially, I mean, some of the episodes this season haven't been the best, so it's almost seemed like they're getting just, like, tired of it, and they're just, you know, not really putting as much effort into it as they normally have, you know? What what I would say about it, or what I actually read about it, was uh, the, the, their opinion was that they're, they're kind of, they're, they're you know, their humor has changed. As you grow older, you know, you... you you think differently than you, you know, think, and and suppose uh, one of the theories is that they're still good at, you know, making fun of, uh, you know, pop culture. They're still good at writing, obviously, and they're, you know, doing the whole Book of Mormon. That's great, but I think, yeah, with this, like, they're they're bored, like, you know, they're they don't. I think they kind of want to stop doing it, but they feel loyal to the fans. Like, ah, we should just keep doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, I guess optimistic opinions about this whole endeavor about this whole you know situation is that oh maybe they're just tired of it right now because they're getting so dragged down they have this you know the whole book of mormon thing they have all this stuff going on in their life maybe when they come back for the fall part of the season it'll be this reinvigorated south park and it'll be you know real awesome and we'll be able to you know maybe they'll continue it on to a 16th season or whatever you know I, I feel like they're, they're not going to really run out of material ever. It's just a matter of do people get tired of that, like, same parody. And also, in the day of, like, political correctness and all this stuff, you never know when, you know, the final whatever is going to piss off the wrong person. And, you know, yeah, you know, that, you know especially politics. Like, I know they're, they're, they're kind of, don't they usually parody, like, a lot of, like, prominent <clears throat> figures? in society like Bush or uh, yeah and uh, yeah and what I would say about that is that um is that South Park has you know for almost their entire the entire show's run they've been one of those um I don't know what the word I'm looking for is they've been one of those driving forces behind being really just out there you know like in your face and like pointing out yeah, the crazy things that are going on in the world, yeah. and just being really blunt they're, about it. Yeah, and being they're they're, crazy. they're really good at uh, they're really good at like pointing out like the obvious, like oh well, yeah, that's obviously like what they're you know, I, it's, it's God, it's hard to explain. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good. They're, one. they're uh, like mag- magnifying what like is really going on. Is for, that kind of yeah? For instance, like the whole Bono is like the biggest number two in the entire world. Like that that episode was brilliant in my opinion. I did love that episode, that episode especially. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the episode, yeah, it's it, it's obvious. <laughs> like they're just basically calling Bono the biggest piece of shit in the world. But yeah, you, yeah. If you watch the episode, it's it's funny. It's uh, it's. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a pretty hilarious episode. And also, I mean, I'm I'm probably a little partial to this episode because one of my favorite characters in the series is Randy Marsh, mm-hmm. and that is a fantastic Randy Marsh episode. Yeah. I, although I will say about Randy Marsh is I, I don't like how they're taking him in the newer seasons. I did love Cream Fresh, but this season it seems like they're they're really focusing on him. And I wish they'd, you know, go into other characters. It's nice to see Randy Marsh, and he's hilarious, but I don't like him as like an every episode type character. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I like to see him, you know, a certain, you know, focus. And I, I don't know, it's just my opinion. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um... Yeah. So to go back to last pod chat, or no, I guess it was the uh, live in Drew's basement pod chat. Mm-hmm. When I uh, asked Nick about Terrence McKenna, I uh, I'm pretty excited. The other day I went on Amazon and I bought a couple books, and one of the books I bought was actually a book by Terrence McKenna. Uh, what's the name of the book? Um, let me pull this up real quick. Who's that? Who's that? It was Terrence McKenna. <clears throat> so Terrence McKenna is like this. Uh, he, I think he, 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 he it's, it's the psychology. He's a, it's this psychologist who has some fucking weird ass theories that are. Well, he's he's like this spiritual leader <laughs> slash. Um, I don't know. Oh, good. His, his, his like theories a, are a little out there, Brendan. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. He has some. He has, yeah, he has some pretty. It's out interesting. There it's interesting, but you can't. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, you know. it's definitely. It's definitely interesting here. Straight from his Wikipedia page, Terence McKenna was an American researcher, philosopher, speaker, spiritual teacher, and writer on many subjects. Did you order Food of the Gods? Uh, yeah, that was the one I got because, actually from yeah, Amazon. That's the one that I've, I've actually heard of. That uh, is supposed to be. Yeah, the, the name of the book is Food of the Gods, The Search of the Original Tree of Knowledge, A Radical History of Plants, Drugs, and Human Evolution. And it's basically about how monkeys, when they were evolving, they he, he claims that the monkeys were experimenting, they were eating, like, you know, grass and shit, and they started eating, like, psychedelic mushrooms, and they... Uh, they evolved because the psychedelic mushrooms like opened their minds and that's how they evolved. Yeah. His, uh, theory is essentially that the psilocybin mushroom, which is the, you know, it's magic mushroom, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to, that the psilocybin mushroom is the original tree of knowledge, quote unquote, you know, that like whole biblical reference of the tree of knowledge with the apple and everything. Some people would just say this guy was just some psychologist who loved fucking mushrooms. That's kind of, kind of what it comes off as in your uh, explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be able, to, I'll be able to report yeah, more I mean, on this. Yeah, after I guess, I read I guess it, you'll but... be able to report more on it because it is interesting. Yeah, Anthony, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely worth an interesting read because, uh, I mean, personally, just, I guess, has been. Mm, probably in the last couple of years has been like a, a uh, driving motivation for me and just like I've like opened my mind I've just like tried to be open to yeah, different ideas and theories on how things work because honestly I mean especially as you know 20, 20 year old males we tend to I mean, especially, we probably know people that are like this. We tend to think that, oh, yeah, we fucking know everything. We're, tr- you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we, like, we run this shit. Oh, yeah, we know everything See, that's going on. That, but I think that's that's just, like, a that's the majority. But, I, I mean, I at least I, don't, I wouldn't like to think that's what I think because I think that I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, and that's, I'm, yeah. I, I have no idea what, you know, how, you know, life even it's it's kind of cliche but like what life means almost not even not like like what life means but it's very it's very crazy uh Drew, drew's getting existential over here i am i, know. I am I know. I and uh i like no i know what you're saying and yeah like what i was getting at is that i'm you know i've been purposely you know, opening myself up to these ideas that some people some people may think are just fucking crazy but i mean on the other hand we don't we don't really know you know what exactly don't we has know happened. don't we only know about like 15% of like about the human brain of like i don't know like, that could be a bullshit statistic that's always well, I mean, said, yeah, like but... mapping, mapping yeah, it's, you know and it's stuff. like you only you only use so much like, yeah Ten percent or ten or fifteen percent of your brain power, or something. Well, I mean, it's not it's not necessarily that. It's just that at one time we don't use all of our brain. We yeah. use all of our brain, just not at the same time. But I mean, yeah. Like so, like one of the things I've been trying to open my open myself up to is like you know I've been watching the cosmos. I've been watching documentaries like um, what's it called. Transcendent uh, Man, which tra- I, I I watched the first thirty minutes of. The transcendent man, you know, I've been opening my, you know, and willing to expose myself to all these crazy ideas because honestly, who really knows, you know, what really goes on, you know, behind the scenes of everything. Yeah, it's very true. And so I think, I I think one of the important things of becoming like, I guess, you know, this kind of reminds me back to like one of our teachers, one of our history teachers one of the important parts about, you know, being a good citizen is being educated. And I think that also falls in line with one of the important parts of being a well-rounded human is just opening your mind to ideas that may just seem like way radical to what your normal thinking is, you know? And I think, I think instead of trying to, cope with ideas that are like normally fed with you know like fed to you you should try to like figure out what's going on by yourself yeah <laughs> so that's my spiel for the that's night spiel. 
You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely good to keep an open mind about things because, uh, especially if you let other people try to you know convince you of a way, and you could be you know I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know you're getting that. Yeah, I know you're yeah. That. But uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep the the, the pod chat updated mm-hmm. when I'm reading. I got, I got a couple other physics books, but I doubt the. Uh, I don't know how how into the how into physics the whole pod chats. Yeah. Audiences. So, yeah. Anthony, would you would you say that the moral of your story is don't post pictures of your junk on the internet? We talked about Wiener on the last pod chats. One thing that I wanted to uh, bring up, especially since it just happened last night, and obviously it's huge in the news, was the fact that the Dallas Mavericks just beat the Miami Heat in six oh, games yeah. last night in the NBA Finals. And I wanted to get your guys' opinions on uh, LeBron James, and then I'm going to offer my own opinion on this whole situation. So, uh, Anthony, what's your opinion on the whole LeBron situation? Um, honestly, I think people make way too big of a deal of how he left Cleveland. I think people are still way too butthurt about what happened. I mean, honestly, like... Yeah, I get it was kind of shitty, especially because how he dragged it out and all. But like, really, it's his decision. Like, he gave he gave Cleveland like seven years to try to get their team together to win a championship. And if I were him, like, I wouldn't want to stay in Cleveland. I would yeah. probably leave. Yeah. And I think a lot of what happened in the finals, a lot the results. Um, a lot of people are going to be, oh, yeah, the Heat lost. I'm so happy. Yeah, LeBron's so fucking, like, oh, he's so full of himself. I'm so happy he didn't win a title. And I feel like it should be more, oh, the Mavs played phenomenal. They played so yeah, dude, good as a team. Everybody forgets the, the Mavs swept the Lakers. And not only did they sweep the Lakers, but they beat the red-hot Oklahoma City Thunder pretty handedly. The Mavs played unbelievable this entire playoffs, and I'm concerned that a lot of what happened, you know, the results of the playoffs is going to go to, oh, yeah, LeBron, oh, yeah, you thought you were so good. Yeah, you should stop being so, like, egotistical and all this crap, and it's going to, you know, be less focused on, you know what? The Mavs played really good. They deserve yeah, this. It's, it's more like LeBron lost it rather than the Mavs won it kind of thing, you know? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, what I mean, about, is, is real disappointing. Uh, what about you, Brendan? Well, you know, I mean, I, th- I think he, the one thing that is, is what I found kind of funny was that whole huge party that he had about coming to yeah. Miami. Yeah. And then, and then like, granted, I mean, they made it to the finals, you know, kudos to them, but he just didn't seal the deal, and I think people make, like Anthony said, too big of a deal about it. But my, my favorite thing I was reading just recently... Um, I saw on a forum, and I guess in the Dallas News, uh, Ohio, their governor, proclaimed the Mavericks as honorary Ohioans. Wow. Since, you know, since LeBron left. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, they're still a little, a little better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when it, when it gets to that point, you, I think you need to reassess why you're upset about this because I mean it's one thing to say oh LeBron pulled a dick move with this whole decision thing dragging it out and then eventually he went to Miami and it's another thing to say oh yeah I'm you know like being part of like mm-hmm. you know accepting <laughs> accepting them accepting Dallas fans and like the Mavericks as honorary Cavalier fans just because they beat LeBron. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there were plenty of people who beat LeBron during the season. The Heat didn't have a you know perfect season by any means. So I mean, I think you need to reassess why you're really that upset about the whole LeBron thing if you yeah. go to that level. What what I what I'll say about LeBron is uh, is that I. I, I think the whole thing of Cleveland, I think Cleveland needs to butt the fuck out of everything. I agree with Anthony. Who the fuck, why would LeBron James, oh yeah, no, I want to stay in Ohio for the rest of my fucking life. No, LeBron James wants to go fucking be a baller in Miami. I understand why he went to Miami. I think that's great and all. 
Now, what I hate, do not like about LeBron, he definitely shouldn't have, he, he definitely should have gone on TV and the whole party where he, he said not one, not two, that whole thing, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, like come on, man, like, and he, he, he has zero humility. He, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but last night they asked him, what do you think of all the, what do you think of all everybody being happy because you, to see you lose? And he goes, oh, I don't care about them. Uh, they got to wake up tomorrow and live their lives, and I'm just going to live my life. And it, it's kind of like, dude, come on. Like, you ha- you obviously have to care. Like, w- like he obviously cares. He, if, if he doesn't care about anybody and any of the fans, then it, it, that's, like, a little fucking strange, don't you think? He mm-hmm. obviously doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you, you really think he cares about the fans in Miami? I don't think he gives two shits about the fans in Miami. Yeah, well, I don't know. Why do you say that, though? Why do I say that? Just because of the way he's acting now. If he is, oh, oh, okay, yeah. The way he's acting well, now, no, I'm, not saying, yeah, I I'm not yeah. saying, oh, this, I'm not bringing it back to Cleveland. No, like I said, oh, yes, yes. Cleveland. I, that's I think, yeah. you know, I don't think, and he's, he has never talked bad about the fans in Cleveland either. That's So I'm, I have nothing, the whole Cleveland situation, that's not an issue. But what I do have yeah. an issue with is that he really just is not showing any humility. And it, he, and he, the thing is, he played terribly in this finals. Not terribly, but yeah. he didn't show yeah. up at all during the the fourth the fourth quarter. Mm, you know? Yeah, I mean, he did choke a little bit, and you know, I think it's a, a lot of what happened was they don't have that team cohesiveness that the Mavericks did. The Mavericks played awesome team basketball. Yeah, their passing was unbelievable. Yeah, they're they're a better team, and I'm and that's the other thing. I I I to see the Mavericks win for me. Like I I, I was I was hoping they'd beat the Heat, but I mean, I, to see them win, I wasn't. I'm not happy. I don't really. I like the Mavs, but I am extremely glad that Dirk Nowitzki got a championship because he deserves it. You know. Yes, especially after all that whole whining thing between him and Wade and LeBron. And uh, well, yeah, the, the whole thing where people with I mean, the flu. He, before before this before this playoffs, he was he's always been labeled a soft power forward. You know, oh, he's good. He's good outside shooter. He's one of the you know he's one of the best power forwards in the league. He, and he's great at score, but he's soft. And I think he yeah. fucking definitely answered. I mean, he obviously answered at this uh, this finals. So. You know that that's that's my whole thing. But uh, all right, I think this is good time to uh, wrap up the podcast. Brendan, it's been mm-hmm. awesome having you on. Well, thank you for having me. Has yeah, been a you will definitely been a, uh, been a blast. Definitely welcome to come back on the podcasts anytime. It'll be it'll be pretty fun. It'll be a good time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You got a uh, you got anything you want to uh, you want let people know of or. Anything like that? Um, well, my birthday is coming up. Um, Everybody go to, out and buy Brendan Heinz a birthday present. Yeah. Right fucking now. Big, uh, yeah. The big 2-0, uh, right? Yeah, the big 2-0. Uh, not 2-1. Not <laughs> the big 2-0. Uh, the, the big 2-0. Uh, what a joke. Yeah. My, my cousin coined it the worst birthday because you can't. You're no longer a teenager, and you're not 21. So honestly, no. um, when I turned 20, it was it was kind of a sad moment. I was like, you know what? I'm like 20. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, didn't know, start really, no I didn't start realizing that until recently, where I was like, it's, and it's been like six months since I've been 20, and I didn't re- start realizing that till now, where it's like, goddamn, like I'm no longer like a teenager, and I think it's just because I'm working with like kids that are like 18 and 19. It's like, all right, now it's getting a little weird. These fucking kids. These goddamn kids. <laughs> if it wasn't for these motherfucking kids and their goddamn Scooby Doo. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna save them my last nine, well nine days now as a teenager. Hopefully, do some, you know, whatever. Do I don't some know. crazy teenager shit, man. Yeah, some crazy teenager. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's Pat Oswalt jokingly says it's. Like he has, you only get a certain amount of birthdays. You get a birthday through one through ten because you're a kid and you deserve to get a birthday. And you get a birthday at eleven and twelve, and then you also get a birthday at thirteen because your first year at a teenager. 
but then you don't get a birthday for when you're 14. You don't get a birthday when you're 15 because who gives a fuck about a learner's permit? You get a birthday when you're 16, and you get a oh, birthday yeah. when you're 17 because then you can vote and shoot a gun. And then you, can, you get a birthday when you're 18, but you don't get birthday. You don't get a birthday when you're 19. And then you get a birthday in a 20 because you get one birthday for every new decade, you know? Uh, so you get yeah, a birthday when you're 20, that. and yeah. you get a birthday when you're 21, but then after that, you don't get any more birthdays until, besides the decade years. Yeah, besides the decade. You just don't get birthdays. There's no point. How, just, how awesome is it to turn 23? Nothing. It's, it's cool, I guess. I don't know. You're 23. You're just one year older. Yeah. But, uh, all right. What, Brendan Kite's birthday. Get him something. Yeah. If you feel right. really wrong, you know, I mean. No, don't be humble. I, don't be humble. Yeah, I could, uh, Pull LeBron. You I'll, want everything. You know what? I'll post, uh, post my address for any gifts later. <laughs> you know what we should do? Um, we should start doing is we should start, uh,. Putting our Twitter names out there because we all have Twitter Ooh. names. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yes. We used to do that, but we've gone we've gone away from it recently. Uh, Brendan, you can follow him. Is I believe your handle is at Brendan Kites. Yeah, it's it's at B Klontz fifteen. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> it's B Klontz fifteen. B K L O N T Z fifteen. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll work. get into that next time. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, you got anything else to uh, add? Um, not a whole lot. I'm going uh, on a little fishing trip with Scott Toman, favorite guest, so I might Ooh, have some good Scott Toman stories, stories. After this weekend. Yeah, I might have some good Scott Toman stories after Amp- this weekend. Is that, uh, is that, um, whatchamacallit? The, are you going to, uh... Rock Ridge? Rock Ridge, yeah. yeah. The one and only Rock Ridge, yeah. Oh, my... So I should, uh... I should have some. I should have some good stories after this weekend about yes, uh, definitely. Scott Tomlin, and um, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on all the uh, books and stuff I'm reading. If I run across anything interesting, yeah. uh, you can uh, can follow me at Anthony. At uh, what's my name again? Anthony. I think it's just, Anthony underscore post. That's right, Anthony underscore post. Yeah. So at Anthony underscore post, I'm uh, Drew Terrell. You can follow me at Drew Terrell. It's pretty easy. T-E-R-R-I-L. Uh, you can uh, get the, uh, the keep listening, subscribe on iTunes if you like, or you can uh, listen if you don't have iTunes because you don't live in the 21st century, like Brendan Kites, then you can find it on the XML feed, which will be on our website very soon, or ask us and we can give you the XML feed. Other than that, I'm Drew Terrell. It's been good podcasts, and uh, we, will, we will see you next time. Oh, joys are as the sun has come again to hold you sailing out the doldrums of the wind. The polyphonic prairies here is so. Oh,